A couple of years ago, Crux Fermentation Project, a craft brewery in Bend, invited Southern Oregon's Rogue Creamery to collaborate on a beer inoculated with Rogue Creamery's famous Rogue River Blue Cheese. The result is Crux's latest release, Cool Ship Number no. 6. Crux's Larry Sidor and Rogue Creamery's Margaret Merritt join host Will Smith to discuss and taste the bluey brew. You're listening to Savor on Jefferson Public Radio, where we talk about all things food-related with a focus on keeping it local. I'm your host, Will Smith. We have two of my favorite products merging into a collaboration. We have Marguerite Merritt, uh, Cheese Emissary Marketing Manager at Rogue Creamery, and Larry Sidor at Crux Fermentation Project up in Bend, Oregon. Hello, you guys. Good afternoon. Hi. So a lot of people would say this is an unusual blend of two things. I'm just curious of how this got started. Well, I guess I'll, I'll jump in there is that uh, the former owner of uh, Rogue, David Gremmels and I are associates, the Oregon State Food Science Department, and we just got talking one day, and I had a, a, a cool ship on wheels, and Dave said, I have a cave, and that's how it, uh, how it got going. Well, I've been told that, that this is sort of something that you've been doing here in Oregon is going to a specific location and sort of inoculating your mash, or I don't, I don't know the correct terms, to create these, these sort of native blends. Correct. It's kind of a terroir of uh, flora and fauna. And we've done, we did our first one at our pub in, in Bend just so we could kind of test the system and whatever. And it was, you know, minus degrees outside and worked out well. And the, the next stop was at the Chutes Land Trust on the Metolius. And then, then we did uh, one at Smith Rock and then Weiches Creek uh, near Sisters, and then Rain Shadow uh, Organic Farms on uh, close to Redmond. Are they all ales? Yeah, we, we, we try to um, go down the pathway of what will suit the individual location. Right. And, and But basically, they're all Belgian ales of some sort, and kind of depending on what the, the temperature is outside and such, we'll, we'll vary the formula a little. But, but one thing that, that's consistent is is we don't put very many hops in there because they are uh, antiseptic and we want to harvest the yeast and the bacteria that are in the, in the air. Can you walk us through a little bit about what the procedure is? Because it's not something that's too simple. Yeah, so, so the way this works is, is that the cool ship is an ancient, I mean, thousands of years old concept. One of the first steps in, or one of the steps in brewing that you do is to boil the, the final liquid. And you do that so you coagulate proteins that are in there and you activate the, uh, the hop uh, compounds that are in there and, and uh, extract flavors. And then you, and you're also sterilizing the whole thing at the same time. But you have a problem is you've got this boiling solution. And if you try to put yeast or bacteria in there, well, you kill it. Right. So the solution was, was a shallow pan and then they would let it cool down overnight and what the result would be is it would harvest the yeast and bacteria in that local area. And so beers kind of got born out of that area because of their, their terroir and such. So that's the, that's the background. Yes, yeah, so unique. So after you've, after you've inoculated your mixture, then you take it back to Bend and do what? We put it in. We have uh, quite a few wine barrels that we use for, for different things for aging beers in and such. And so we'll put it in a, in a barrel and it will ferment in that, that barrel because you have, you have kind of two steps with uh, making beer, fermenting beer. 
One is where you need oxygen so that the yeast reproduces and such. And then you need to go into a phase where there's no oxygen. And so that's where the, the barrel comes in. So it ferments in the barrel and then stays in there for just about a year because our inoculum that we get from the air is not all that great. I mean, it's, it, its numbers are fairly low. Right. And so it, it takes a while to ferment. I was at the creamery uh, over the weekend um, uh, getting the beer, and uh, the gentleman I was speaking to was talking about the fact that, that I guess they were, they were calling you every six months like, is it ready? Is it is it ready? So it te- it te- it tells you when it's ready, and you have to be patient, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had had some of these projects that have taken almost two years to oh. fruition, and then I've had I had one I think that was about six months. It kind of came around, but it it definitely tells you when it's ready. That's amazing. And then when it's ready, you need to bottle it immediately. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You have to stop the process because so amazing. You've got it. You've got it in a barrel. And there's some micro-oxygenation that is occurring because of the wood that's of the barrel. And so you, you need to put a stop to that. Amazing process. Complicated. Marguerite, Merritt, how are you? And um, what has been the response to uh, from your customers at the, at the shop? We have been really enjoying it, uh, both our team and our customers, actually. We really didn't know what to expect uh, when this whole idea came about, but we were certainly open to experimentation. And when the final product was delivered and we had a chance to taste it about a month ago, we were all really excited because we were worried it might be too cheesy or uh-huh. intense for some of our customers. Uh, but it's really quite a, a balanced, light, moderate-style beer. It has some wonderful tart, fruity notes and a nice complexity, a uh, slightly sweet finish, uh, but not overpowering in any manner. It's been really a fun experiment, and we're really enjoying seeing what our customers think of it. So great. So this, just to remind everybody, this is Saber on Jefferson Public Radio. I'm your host, Will Smith. I'm speaking with Marguerite Merritt, the cheese emissary, marketing manager at Rogue Creamery, and Larry Sedor from Crux Fermentation Project. And a shout-out, because I am a half-hitch man and a huge fan of Crux Fermentation. So great to speak with you both. Um, so, Larry, can you talk about any about uh, any of these other sort of you know unusual product projects you have going on in the state? Uh, boy, yeah, I you know I've I've gone by uh, I think this is number eight that I did. So I did uh, um, let's see one at, at the Shoots Land Trust and Smith Rock and Righteous Creek and Rain Shadow. And what kind and, of what kind of volume are you creating from these oh, these expeditions? Oh, not, not much, because okay. what we have to do is we have to we have a tank that uh, we put the boiling uh, liquid in, and then we have to transport that, and then we have what, what I call a beaver tail, and we pump it kind of through the air to kind of uh, harvest some of these bacteria and such. Sure. And so you're you're only talking twenty hectoliters, not not a whole lot of beer. So it's a it's a labor of love. Let me tell you. Yeah, obviously it must be. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I have Dave Young here. He's the operations manager here at JPR, and we have two full glasses of of this uh, ale, a uh, collabor- collaboration between Rogue Creamery and Crux Fermentation. 
Dave, how are you? Well, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> so I'm just wandering by the studio, and you know, I <laughs> got turned into a lab rat, but I that's know. okay. Yeah. I asked, I asked another producer here at the station who uh, declined my invitation. <laughs> so <laughs> you're you're second. Well, I, <laughs> you know, I have to I have to say that these are two, you know, two com- two flavors that I would not have put together exactly in my mind. And so somebody had to suggest it to me for me to even consider it. Right. Um, but uh, but I'm intrigued to taste it. I haven't tasted it yet. I will say I've stuck my nose in the glass. Yeah. And so one of the one of my questions for your guest is um, it it uh, the nose I have to say doesn't you know doesn't draw me in. Um, uh, like I said, I haven't yet tasted it yet. But I'm wondering if that's been a comment you've gotten from anybody else, or if if you have any if you have any comments on the nose itself as opposed to the flavor of the beer. Yeah, yeah, no, I, you're absolutely correct. Is the the nose on it is a little demure. I mean, it isn't. It's not a punch in the face kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Um, one of the things we had to consider was is at at Rogue Creamery what what will the flora that they have ferment and uh, beer has maltose in it and such and as a sugar and not so much. So we, we, I won't say we cheated, but we kind of saw what was coming when we brewed this and we put some lactose in the, um, in the, in the beer so that, uh, you know, that's what, what blue cheese ferments. I mean, it ferments the lactose. So we, we gave it a little nutrition that it would really, uh, really appreciate. So, I think you're going to be in for a little shock when you you taste it. <laughs> All right, well let's let's find okay. out because here I go. I'm we're, raising the glass. We're, go- we're going for it. We're going raising the glass to my lips. Hmm. <laughs> Not anything that I was expecting. Um, has that kind of lambic uh, sourness to it, which I like. It's refreshing. But yeah, there's is that really. Um, earthy, a little funky sort of uh, background notes. I have to say I don't get the blue cheese. I mean, I get something, but I wouldn't call it blue cheese. Right. If, so, if nobody had told me what right. was in this beer. It's not cheesy. I would not have identified blue cheese. Right. So interesting. Yeah. So, but, so but I have a I have a challenge to you. So <laughs> if, if you you need to drink a whole glass. Well, see, I, I was going to ask you about that. Does does the volume of the consumption affect the review? That is so funny. <laughs> well, well, not really. But but the thing is, is is you know, sweetness is somewhat cloying. Uh, some people with wines will call it cloying or or flabby. And one thing when you drink like multiple sips, all of a sudden you'll start going. Wow, the blue cheese is there, mm. you know. And I, I get it after about, I'd say, a half a glass, something like that. N- no, and I, I think that's true. I think there is this um, definite um, blue cheese background, but it's not that. It's more it's of not a, up front. It's not up front, and it, it's a more in the in your nose and in the back of your mouth, kind of. Yeah, reminiscent. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of a little. Little combat between the acidity and the and the blue cheese flavor. Yeah, um, how many types of lambics do you make there at Crux these days? Oh my goodness! Is that I, your I can, is that your favorite thing? Oh, it's it's my personal favorite thing. So it's great, not, uh, our customers' favorite thing, but uh-huh. it's my favorite thing. So we we make quite a few. We we uh, as the name of 
crux indicates were a fermentation project. So right. I've always got multiple strains of, of yeast and bacteria going on at any any one time. Very interesting. Mm. Okay, I'm going to have another. Okay. <laughs> so in the meanwhile, let me ask, do you plan on making any further adjustments to the you know, to the process or to the formula, or do you think you're, do you think this is as good as those two things are going to get together? Yeah, well, you... it, it, it's a one-off. I mean, yeah. I, I doubt if we're going to do this one again. I mean, oh, yeah. the next, okay. next one we're looking at is going to Hood River do, during the, uh, the bloom and the uh, put a cool ship in there. And that one's going to be pretty, pretty fragile i think so we might go a little lighter with the uh, the malt and such so it'd be uh, kind of a i won't call it a light belgian pale ale but it'll be a little on the lighter side to see if we can't pull in some of those those bloom type yeah of, would it be uh, more, would it be more like floral in, in nature yeah yeah exactly oh very sweet a question for both marguerite and larry uh, where can people uh, pick these bottles up here in southern oregon the road creamery cheese shop is going to be your resource we are well-stocked for now, but they are selling quickly. So I recommend if anyone's eager to, to try this out, come in and get a bottle or uh, get a beer on tap. We have several kegs uh, in the back, and we're pouring it, and it's absolutely delicious with the Rogue Creamery Classic Grilled Cheese. Uh, but if you're looking for it uh, outside of Southern Oregon, Crux has two tasting rooms, one in Bend and the other in Portland, and it is available at both locations. So it's both at it, it, all three locations. It's on tap, so you can sample it before you uh, you buy a bottle if you if you so choose. Anything exciting happening for the month of December that you'd like to mention to people? Well, we're already off on off and running. We we release uh, Tough Love, our Russian Imperial Stout, every year, <laughs> and uh, it's it's for sale right now. And, and it, it's in a lot of places. I know, uh, you know, Safeway, all those Fred Meyer and Costco and those folks all carry Super. it. So that's kind of our, our big push for December. But we, we always have, you know, one-off beers in our pubs that we're, we're letting go. Super. Marguerite, anything happening at the uh, creamery? Uh, well, we are already well underway in our <clears throat> holiday celebrations here. And uh, our cheese shop has really been stocked up for the holidays. We've got some new merchandise dropping in the next few days even for those last minute. Holiday shoppers or stocking stuffers, we're just really looking forward to finishing out the year strong and brainstorming what's coming next for Rogue in the new year. Super. Uh, well, you guys, uh, happy holidays to you both. I thank you so much for your time. Marguerite Merritt, Cheese Emissary Marketing Manager at Rogue Creamery, and Larry Cedor from Crux Fermentation Project in Bend, Oregon. Please give them both a visit. You've been listening to Savor, JPR's regional food podcast. You can find this program and more on our website at jeffexchange.org or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you and be well.